Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Seeking Truth podcast, a podcast that aims to unravel the Word of God and discover His will for our lives. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about Christmas. Um, it is a wonderful time of year as the songs go, and it's really important for us as Christians to be able to you know, represent God through all seasons of the year. So today we're going to be talking um, specifically about how we can be representing uh, Jesus into our, our family homes this Christmas, how we can be the light to our families, um, whether they are a Christian family or not. So if you're interested to find out how you can do that these holidays, stay tuned for more. So for context, I'm not from a Christian household and you may not be from a Christian household either. And one of the things that I always have on the top of my mind whenever I go home to, to see my family over certain holidays is how can I be the best version of love and light and joy and peace to my family in these times, um, not just for my own you know, benefit to have a really wonderful time of, you know, being really at peace and having lots of joy and just not getting upset by the little things, but also to represent to my family the impact and the influence that, that being a Christian has on your life, just to be so steadfast in all the fruits of the spirit all year round. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Whether you are from a Christian family or not, there are things that we can do to really represent God and Jesus to the people that were around this Christmas. It may not be family. I keep saying family just for ease of, you know, communication, but you might not spend Christmas with your family. You might be with friends. Whatever your Christmas looks like, there are going to be people in your world that you will have a chance to influence this Christmas. So how can we be a light to our family this Christmas? Well, Jesus gave us his spirit when we were saved. And it's the job of the Holy Spirit to help transform us into his likeness, into the likeness of Jesus and become more like him. And through depending on this spirit, through really allowing the spirit to work through us, we can then represent Jesus to our family and our friends, the people around us, and be a light for them over Christmas. Around this time, a lot of people say, we're getting into the spirit of Christmas and when they say that it means that they're becoming joyful and they're celebrating and they're becoming festive and they want to decorate and we create these little mini idols or things that represent Christmas to us and put them in our homes and in our shopping centers so trees and lights and baubles and reindeers and all these things um, the things that represent Christmas to us, we, we start to put them in the home. And this is all part of getting into the spirit of Christmas. It's something that you allow yourself to be swept up in. And I want to challenge us on if that's us getting into the spirit of Christmas, what does getting into the spirit of Jesus look like? Well, it would look like joy and peace and self-control and selflessness it's all of the fruits of the spirit that we already know about. And instead of idolizing, you know, presents and trees and reindeer, we would be idolizing Jesus because we're getting into the spirit of Jesus. 
So how do we idolize Jesus? What does that look like? Well, when we idolize Christmas, we look to images of him and we seek to see reminders of of Christmas. We listen to the songs all the time and we watch Christmas films. We really allow ourselves to get absorbed in, in media or things that remind us of Christmas and have it at the top of our mind. And so, again, if that's the spirit of Christmas, what does that look like for the spirit of Jesus? Well, it's getting into things that remind you of him. It's trying to seek him and see him in everything. It's listening to songs or, or um, watching movies that remind you of Jesus and what Jesus has done. It's looking for images that represent him to you. It's looking to him to represent him to you, reading the Bible and, and discovering who he is as a person and what, what he was like. The Holy Spirit is there to, to prompt us and guide us and redirect us every time our flesh tries to take control or we slip up and we have a lapse of forgetting to be in the Spirit of Jesus or not being overtaken by the Spirit of Jesus. Um, and it comes without condemnation. Jesus is full of grace, but it allows us a moment to be corrected back onto the path of seeking him again and finding that spirit of Jesus in our lives. So how can, if we're being filled with the spirit over Christmas and we're wanting to showcase that to others, what does that look like in the outworking? How can people tell or what do we do when we are filled with the spirit? Well, we know that the fruits of the spirits are things like love and joy and peace and patience and generosity. And so when we're filled with the spirit of Jesus, we're naturally wanting to outwork these things as he did. So what does that look like for our family and our friends and the people around us this Christmas? Well, it might look like making them a meal, having a cooked meal that you, people can come over and celebrate with you. And you could have a moment of hospitality with them. Jesus was huge on hospitality. He always would invite people over for a meal, invite people to dinner and, and have a real sense of community and connection with these people over a meal. And that's something that we can do this Christmas as well. It could be praying over them. Even if they're not Christian, there are ways, I believe, that you can pray for someone in a way that doesn't feel scary or in your face. That could be sending a really beautifully written prayer of what you're praying for over that person over their new year and as the year ends could be an audio message of a prayer that you want to send to someone something that's going to remind them of the fact that there's someone out there praying for them and someone out there who sees them and loves them enough to care about them in this way it could be giving a meaningful gift for someone. Now, in the materialistic world that we're in, we're always, you know, feel compelled. We have to buy gifts for people. Has to be this kind of value. And gift giving has lost its meaning. It's become meaningless. It's become arbitrary. And so if we want to reconvene with the spirit of Jesus, it would be giving generously the things that these people need and want that might not be a materialistic thing. That might be spending time with them. That might be doing something nice for them. Maybe you offer to clean their home for them the day that they're out of the house all day so that they come home to a really beautiful, clean home. It might be cooking them a meal, like we said before. It might be, 
you know, writing a really lovely card with just beautiful words in there that just really fills their cup up. Everyone is different. Everyone's going to want different things. And so it's about finding what is meaningful for this person. What is going to be a positive, meaningful experience for them? And it's not about what we want. It's about what they want in those moments. Another way that we can represent Jesus to our family and our friends in this time is standing firm in the face of adversity. Now, Christmas time, holiday time is always a time filled with lots of emotions. People are stressed. People are trying to get everything organized. Uh, people can get excited. Uh, alcohol can be a thing, that, you know, less impulse control. People can be, you know, so carefree that they have no filter. So lots of things play into, uh, you know, the dynamics in the relationships around holiday time and Christmas time and so there's bound to be some kind of offense said or taken or done to you and other people and I think if we go into the season almost expecting that that's going to happen that really helps prepare us beforehand at home before we even leave this might be a challenging day today with my whole family these people haven't seen each other for months these people like to say judgmental comments. These people are going to, you know, say this or they're prone to having no filter. Whatever it is, preparing ourselves beforehand for the likelihood that this is going to happen, taking that time to put on the armor of God so that in the moment when those insults or the offenses do come, they can just bounce right off, bounce right off that armor. And it really helps going into those situations, having been prepared mentally um is that saying that you know if god's asking us to put on armor he knows we're going into a battle and if we're not prepared for a battle you're going to lose so really preparing yourself for i'm i'm going to be going into an emotional battle maybe even a spiritual battle today especially if you're the only christian in your family the devil always aims to steal kill and destroy so the most he can do to downgrade Christianity in front of the rest of your family, he is going to do that. So really staying steadfast in, you know, being uh, very patient, being like not offended easily, just being really steadfast in your faith and firm in you know, the security of who you are and that Jesus loves you is really going to help with letting those offenses bounce off you. And what I like to do for those people in those moments is just pray for them. Like how often do people, I think every time really, people will say and do things that hurt others because there's some kind of wound in them themselves. So, you know, if they're saying judgmental comments, it's because they're insecure about something in their own life and they're trying to make themselves feel better. They might be really prideful and they just like consider themselves so above others that they don't consider other people's feelings whatever it is there's always some underlying reason as to why people are behaving in that way and what I like to do for them in that moment is you know just ask holy spirit holy spirit that that person is making or doing really hurtful things I just really pray for them whatever that wound is in them that's causing them to say or do these things I just really pray for them and that really helps release my emotions to the situation because I switch it from this is a targeted thing at me to this is a person who's broken or hurting in some way because 
they're not saved or you know we're having a battle of our flesh even if we are saved we can still struggle with this stuff so in some way their flesh nature is taking over in this moment and god i just really pray for them over that because then it switches it off this is personal to this is spiritual this isn't about me at all this is about you know sin in our lives and we are not here to judge other people for their sin, even though it can hurt us. We're here to pray and be that light to them by being the one that doesn't retaliate whenever it else does. What a beautiful way to represent Christ to our family of being the one that is unoffendable, being the one that is filled with peace and love even in the face of adversity. Peace and love on that topic. Ah, oh, I think the two key things that Jesus really showed in his ministry was just that constant sense of peace that followed him and just constant outpouring of love for everyone, including the broken and the lost and the hurting. So if we're being that peace and showcasing that peace to our family, that's us being that calming force in those moments of stress without even trying, like not trying to be the calming force, but we're just so filled with God's peace that we are naturally going to be that calming force in those moments. We're going to not be influenced by the emotional tone of those moments. And it's also showing our love for everyone around us in those moments. And that's going to look different for each person. You know, we gave a few examples earlier about ways we can show love to, to groups of people or to, even to individual people. But I think really showing that really special kind of individual love to people that were around in Christmas. This might be, you know, after you've had a big day out with a whole family, going back home to whoever you're staying with and just having some quality time, just you two. Those are going to be the the real opportunities for intimacy together and real quality relationship building in those times that, you know, months down the track, they're going to think back to, oh, I really felt so loved in that moment that was a really special moment for me because I just felt that peace and that love and that affirmation of just being totally accepted as a a fellow human to this person those are going to be the key moments that is that is what Jesus gave people is just I see you and I accept you I don't accept your sin but I accept you because I see you beneath your actions and your behaviors and your hurt and your pain, like what we were talking about before, we can see there's something deeper going on for them. And so, yeah, being that peace, that calming force, being that love, that's really going to showcase the, the qualities and nature of Jesus to people in these moments. So that is just a handful of ways that we can be the light to people this Christmas, be the light to our families, particularly families who don't know Jesus. What a beautiful time to evangelize about Christ than Christmas, the the eve uh, of his birth, the day of his birth, the days after his birth when the world changed. What a beautiful time to evangelize about Jesus through showcasing him. I, I really do believe, you know, that at the heart of the spirit of Christmas is the joy and the peace and the connection. People seek family and community over Christmas. There's something in the atmosphere about that. And they are such beautiful, godly things as to seek all of those connections and the love and the joy and the peace. So at the heart of this 
holiday, I think people deep down are connecting spiritually with just the holiness of God, even if they don't realize it. So tapping into that, you're putting on songs that, you know, a lot of Christmas carols are Christian songs. If you think about it, they talk about, oh, holy night, you know, silent night, hark the herald angels sing. They're all Christian songs, but they've become normalized so we can play them without seeming odd or out of place. So what a beautiful chance to just play Christian music um, in the homes. What a beautiful way to, you know, represent who Jesus is and, and, and pray that their spirit is picking up on this difference that you are portraying to them compared to others. I really pray for you over this time, over your families, that they can see something different about you that opportunities open up that allow you to evangelize and talk to your family about your life as a Christian, about your walk and your journey and your struggles, like normalize for them that life, it's not a magic wand. Life is still difficult, but it's made easy through the security and stability of the love of my God. And that is what gives me strength in the times of adversity. You know, it's really just talking to them and opening up and being vulnerable. We don't have to have it all together. That's okay. Uh, It's okay to be authentic with them. Jesus was so authentic with us, crying out, weeping out to God, you know, crying in front of his disciples. He was authentic with his emotions and who he was at all times. And that's how we can really represent God to people over Christmas. So I just pray. I pray for you. I pray for a beautiful Christmas season with whoever it is you're celebrating with. And God bless you. And I'll speak to you in the next episode. Bye.